Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Yeemaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tiller. It is a beautiful day to be a Wildcat fan, and I am so excited for this episode. I got to tell you straight up, we're going to talk so much March Madness, it's not even funny in this episode. We've got every Big 12 team that I can talk about, that I can mention in 20 minutes. I want to talk about all of them. Every team, minus the couple that didn't make it. Obviously, we've got Oklahoma State playing tonight in the NIT tournament. That is still a sore subject for Cowboys fans. The team deserved to be there. The team deserved to be there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I thought there was 68 teams better than Oklahoma State because there wasn't. There was not 68 teams better than the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The teams with quad one wins nowhere compares to the Cowboys and Mike Boynton. No shot in hell. The Cowboys deserve to be on the outskirts, but it is the reality. This is the reality of where we live in. The Cowboys are currently the one seed in the NIT tournament, which, you know, whatever. Get the bag, I guess. Do whatever you want to do. Go ahead and win the tournament just for the sake of playing again, hoping your fans feel semi-okay in the fact that you moved on. You're okay. You got hosed on Selection Sunday. Now you've moved on and become a better team because of it, hopefully. Air quotes, hopefully. We'll see how it ends up. K-State is one of seven Big 12 teams in the March Madness Tournament, and we've got to talk about each and every matchup before I run you through my entire complete March Madness bracket, and I am so excited to take you every step along the way. We've got to start about the Cats. We've got to talk about the Cats. That is exactly where my podcast is at. Everything I do is K-State related, and I'm not going to change that anytime soon. The Cats are what I focus on. They're what I bleed. They're what I die for, and I'm so excited to bring that towards you. It's going to be a great episode. Here we start off with the Cats taking on Montana State. The three-seed Kansas State Wildcats taking on the 14-seed Montana State Bobcats. If I were to go away from K-State at this point in time, I'd be the worst host of all time. Of course I've got the Cats winning. I mean, the Cats are a good team. I will say there's a little bit of grounds to be concerned. I mean, there's some good players on the Montana State squad. But in the game of which cat is better, I'm going to take the Wild Ones. I mean, I'm not going to take the Bob Ones over the Wild Ones. It's a bad take. Kansas State takes the first game over Minnesota. And I will say, I will say this. The best thing that K-State has going for them. Obviously, Marquise Noel's a stud. Obviously, Keontae Johnson's a stud. They've both, in their own right, and I, I want you to take this a great assault, they both slightly hit a wall when facing, Big 12 com- when facing Big 12 opponents. They both slightly hit a wall when facing Big 12 opponents. Hear me out on this one. I'm not sitting here to say that neither are good. I'm not sitting here to say that... I'm not trying to say that... I'm not trying to say that neither are good, or I'm not trying to say that neither are spectacular. We are the only college team in the world, in the world, that has two All-Americans on their roster at the same time. First time in program history. Of course, I'm taking K-State over Montana State. However, the Kansas State Wildcats do have the smallest spread of any 8-14 matchup, including Baylor in their matchup, and a couple of other teams. K-State has an 8.5 spread. They're favored by 8.5 against Montana State. Baylor has 11 over USBC. Sorry. Baylor has 11 over UCSB. The next three squad matchup, in case you didn't know, we've got Xavier over Kennesaw State. That's a 14.5 point matchup. That's a ton of points. And Gonzaga and Grand Canyon University, I don't even want to mention what the line is. It's not below 8.5, I'll tell you that. K-State wins this one. Looking ahead for the Cats, Kentucky and Providence. You win the matchup between Kentucky and Providence. Providence is a good team. I'm not going to sit here and BS you about it. Providence is a good team. They're fundamental basketball but are they good enough to beat a Kentucky team that's just a college basketball blue blood? I don't think so. A team that has surged since all of the backlash humanly possible came their way. I don't think so. I've got Kentucky beating Providence in this one. And then K-State and Kentucky to advance to the Sweet 16 here. I've got K-State winning. 
K-State would then play in this hypothetical, I take Michigan State to beat USC. After beating USC, they play Marquette. Marquette is the two seed in the bracket. K-State, the three seed. Marquette, the two seed. That is the matchup in the Sweet 16. K-State has to win that game to play Tennessee. Who? Here's the thing. Here is the bright side among all this. Tennessee, in my opinion, isn't the best team in the conference, but I don't see Purdue getting past the second round. I really don't. I think Purdue is eliminated in the round of 32 against Memphis, a team that beat Houston, the second one seed in the entire world, by 10 points less than a week ago. That team... They're playing Purdue, a team who is incredibly vulnerable when anyone can stop Zach Eady. That is the team. And Memphis is some of the best bigs in the entire nation. Go ahead and give me Memphis in that one. I take K-State, Tennessee in the Elite Eight. K-State obviously has to win. Playing a Big 12 rival in the Baylor Bears, who we have swept this season. Going for the 3-0 season sweep. I will trust K-State and Jerome Tang to get to the national championship game against none other than, do you have a guess? I'd love to hear your guesses. How about Kansas? How about a Kansas rivalry in the national championship? How about a sunflower showdown to decide everything? Kansas State versus Kansas. I am taking the Kansas State Wildcats to beat the Kansas Jayhawks 74-69 in the national championship game. Who am I if I don't pick them? Who am I if I do not pick the Kansas State Wildcats to win it all? I tell you what, I'm not the host of the Everything Email podcast if I don't. That's all I know. Let's take a look at some of the other Big 12 teams here. I'm going to go through my entire bracket and give you my Final Four, Elite Eight, Sweet 16, all of that. But I want to start with the Big 12. I'm going to take you through the entire March Madness bracket in my mind. But I do want to start with the Big 12 teams. I like some of the Big 12 teams to go really, really far this year. And I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a homer. It's the best conference in basketball. It's the best conference in the world. Let me go ahead and ride with these teams, okay? So starting this off, the first team that comes to mind is Baylor. The Baylor Bears. I'd already mentioned it in the previous segment here. Baylor is taking on UC Santa Barbara in their first match. UCSB does have the conference play of the year on their team in A.J. Mitchell, who has averaged just 1,000 points every time he's on the court this season. It's not going to be enough. The Baylor Bears' suffocating defense is going to prevail, even though they've struggled at times this season. The difference in teams, the difference in teams they've played against, Baylor wins handedly. I like Baylor like 83 to like 71, 72, you know, a 10-point-ish game. That's kind of what I'm seeing there. Then Baylor and Creighton. I got Creighton beating NC State. NC State's a sleeper team, but not going to beat Creighton. Go ahead and give me Baylor again to advance to the game against Arizona. Arizona is a fraud of a two seed. They're a good team, but they are a fraud of a two seed. Give me Baylor over Arizona to advance to the Elite Eight in a game that sees San Diego State University versus Baylor. Baylor then goes on to take K State and eventually loses in the Final Four. That is one of my four Final Four picks. Next up, the next Big 12 team I have. West Virginia, a team that can get hot as hell any time that Eric Stevenson is on the court. We saw it in Manhattan. We saw it in West Virginia. We saw it in Manhattan. We saw it in Morgantown. We saw it in multiple places all over the country. Eric Stevenson is one of the best players in the entire bracket, and that is not an understatement. People will not like that I said that, but that is not an understatement. Eric Stevenson is the real deal. Eric Stevenson is the real deal. That's not an understatement. They take on, just in case you didn't know, Maryland, a really good team. A really good team. Top 25 in the net rankings. I really think that Maryland is a good team, but I don't think they're good enough to beat West Virginia. West Virginia is a top 25 team in the world, in my mind. And in not many other people's mind, apparently, evidentially, AP polls, anyone in college basketball, not a lot of people agree with me. 
when a team like West Virginia beats a Kansas or beats a Kansas State or a Texas, based off the fact that one kid puts up 38 points, Eric Stevenson's the real deal. West Virginia is good. A Hall of Fame coach in the building. A Hall of Fame coach in the organization. That doesn't leave anytime soon. I think West Virginia beats Maryland and then moves on to the one seed, Alabama. Mostly because I don't think A&MCC is going to beat Alabama. That's just not the UMBC team we've seen in the past. I really don't believe that's going to happen. West Virginia and Alabama clash. And I know you think I'm stupid. I know you think I'm idiotic. But give me the West Virginia Mountaineers to upset Brandon Miller and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I know. I know it's far-fetched. The one seed losing to a nine seed. I've seen it happen before with an eight seed in Kansas State and Kentucky. I have seen that happen before. Alabama is a good team. They got they got blown out by Oklahoma. They got blown out by Grant Sherfield and Tanner Groves. This team is not good enough to beat West Virginia consistently. If you gave them 10 games, I think West Virginia wins at least five. I really do. I know that sounds silly. I know that sounds stupid. It's a one seed. I should feel this way. I don't. I think the one seed this year are drastically overhyped. I really do. I think West Virginia wins that game and then continues on to the game against San Diego State where ultimately San Diego State ends the Mountaineers' reign in history at the Sweet 16 level before taking on the Baylor Bears. That is what I think. That is all the Big 12 matchups in the actual Division 4 for Baylor and for West Virginia. That is all she wrote in that sense. Let's move on to K-State's division. They're the only Big 12 team. Let's move on to K-State's division. They're the only Big 12 team in the entire division. I have them going to the national championship and winning. So I don't need to double spend any time on that. That's where K-State's at. There's no other Big 12 teams. There's no other problems for K-State. That is where we're at. Moving on. Houston, the one seed, the future Big 12 team, is in the Midwest as the one seed. I don't agree. I think Kansas deserves the one seed in the Midwest division. However, I'm okay. We're going to get a matchup between Texas and Iowa State in Kansas City, a.k.a. Hilton West. That's what we're going to go with. Give me the Iowa State Cyclones to go on a bit of an unprecedented run behind Gabe Kalsher and the boys. Come on, man. Starting this off, we'll talk with Texas. Texas playing Gate College. G-A-T-E, Gate. I have never heard of them. Texas is going to win that. Easy. Then they take on, in theory, the Texas A&M Aggies. After beating Penn State, the Texas A&M Aggies lose to Texas. Texas then moves on to Iowa State in Kansas City, which I want to flip over to Iowa State. Let's talk about their path to this point. Iowa State takes on Pittsburgh. They have the sixth seed in the conference. They take on 11th-ranked Pittsburgh before moving on to Xavier, the three seed, where Iowa State will upset them. They will. The three seed exits early. Iowa State and Texas in Kansas City. Here's the question. Would you take Texas because they're a good team? Or would you take Iowa State because they're predominantly the fan base that everyone wants to see win? Give me the Iowa State Cyclones to advance past the Sweet 16 and into the Elite Eight. The Iowa State Cyclones take it on the Houston Cougars. Unfortunately, Houston's too good of a team. I think Houston wins that game. That is what it is. Iowa State's good, but are they number one seed dethroning material? I don't fully think so. That is the Big 12 Conference before we move on to the Kansas division because Kansas is the Big 12 team. They have TCU in the bracket, but Kansas is Kansas. So we're going to talk about it like the Kansas Jayhawk team organization. KU takes on Howard. Not much she wrote here. Kansas wins that game to take on Arkansas, the 8th seed, after beating Illinois, the ninth seed. I don't know. I don't disagree. TCU, playing against either Arizona State or Nevada. I think it's going to be Nevada because Nevada's a better team than Arizona State. TCU wins that game pretty handedly before taking on Gonzaga. And here's where the presses stop. 
People think Gonzaga's a good team. I've seen them lose to BYU twice this season. I've seen them lose to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Unranked teams that are beating them because Drew Timmy doesn't know how to shoot free throws. That is the reality for Gonzaga and Gonzaga fans. TCU is a better, more athletic, more dynamic team than Gonzaga. Give me the TCU Horned Frogs to beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs and take them down in a 6-3 matchup. Speaking of 6-3, let's make it one better. 6-2 matchup. The TCU Horned Frogs take down the UCLA Bruins after big injuries have halted them all season long to advance into the game against the Kansas Jayhawks after KU beats St. Mary's. That's not going to be a hard question for Bill Self and co. The Elite Eight. Coming out of this conference, I've got Kansas and TCU, and that is the Elite Eight Conference where Kansas ultimately takes them down and advances to the National Championship where they lose to the Kansas State Wildcats, which would be the biggest blow of all time for sports fans, for Big 12 fans, for KU fans. That's where I'm at. That's really where I'm at. I think we have, in the Elite Eight, because this is what people are going to want to click on, this is what people are going to hear, in the Elite Eight, I have at least two teams between Kansas and TCU. Add another team for Iowa State. Houston is a future Big 12 team. I'm not going to add them at the moment, but just know. Just know they're a future Big 12 team. Add Baylor to the mix, and then add the Kansas State Wildcats. Five of the eight teams in the Elite Eight are going to be Big 12 teams. I'm not incorrect. Wait for it. Wait for it. The team is so unbelievably good. All of them are good. They can all compete at any given moment. The Big 12 is the best conference in basketball for a reason. I don't see anyone dethroning them, especially not a team like Providence or a team like UC Santa Barbara or Montana State, K-State, Baylor. Everybody's ready to focus on a bigger run, especially with Baylor. They've got championship DNA under Scott Drew, as well as KU and Bill Self. The team itself has found a way every single year to be in that conversation and K-State is looking to knock at the door. I am so thrilled. In my final four, I do have three of the four teams being Big 12 teams, with the only exception being Houston, which is still a little bit of a caveat because Houston is technically going to be a Big 12 team in the fall. Currently, I have Baylor and K-State, K-State winning, of course, and KU and Houston, KU winning, of course. To give us a national championship between the Kansas State Wildcats and the Kansas Jayhawks, it is going to be one of the best games in college basketball history, if I'm right. Parentheses, if I'm right. We don't know what's going to happen. But I think that K-State has the full firepower and full tools ready to go. And I want to let you in on a little secret when it comes to K-State. The secret for the Kansas State Wildcats, and you can talk to me about it later. There is no Big 12 team in the region other than the Kansas State Wildcats. Here's the thing with Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. They both have seemingly hit a wall at certain points during match play, during Big 12 play. The team itself has figured out a way to really win certain games and then also lose key games because teams have adjusted their style of play to to slow down the Keontae Johnsons of the world, the Marquise Noels of the world, and even the Desi Sills and the Naquan Tomlins of the world. The team has to deal with adversity in their region. The adversity comes from teams who have never matched up with Marquise Noel, a guy who's going to pull from 60 feet and hit a three in your face. A guy like Keontae Johnson who's going to physically bully you in the low post and put up the ball into the net every single time. Teams won't know to close out on either players. They'll say, you know what? Johnson's just, he's a low block guy. We don't need to defend him on three. The guy's shooting over 43% in his entire career from the three-point land. That's crazy. Marquise Noel is unbelievable. The grit, the tenacity, the focus from this team. I am so excited to see Jerome Tang get to the point where we can conceivably say he is the greatest and the greatest men's basketball coach in Kansas State basketball history. I know. I know that's far-fetched. Don't turn off the podcast yet. If Tang can find a way to not only get to the Final Four, not only get to the National Championship, but win the entire thing, Tang has already cemented himself at that legacy. 
If you disagree, I get it. I get it. There is no one who has held the same standard that Jerome Tang has this early in his career. Tang has changed Manhattan. He's changed K-State basketball. He's changed college basketball as a whole. And now he looks to change all of the NCAA tournament and put the world on watch through Keontae Johnson, through Marquise Noel. I cannot wait for Friday's game. We take on the Montana State Bobcats. It is going to be a great game. I like K-State all the way. I like K-State by 15. If that helps you in any way, give me the Cats. Give me the Cats. It's going to be a great day to be a Wildcat, the same way it is today. Thank you so much for listening to the Everything Email podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am still your host, Joe Tillery. I am your overjoyed host, Joe Tillery, and I am so thrilled to watch the Cats. Let me just say from the bottom of my heart, one last time, at the very, very, very minimum, go Cats.